You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> it's season two and we're back. And that's We're that's, here. Yeah. We're still doing this. Um, and it's great. We never really left. We, but now we're in a new season, so yeah, it's like everything has changed, really. Yeah, you know, now everything is this season two instead of season one. So that's really a a big feature of of uh, what's going on, and um, otherwise it will be the same nonsense. Mhm, mhm, mhm. But. In this episode, we're in Puerto Rico, so. That is different. It's pretty different. There there are a lot of different things about this episode. Uh, First of all, they're not technically on the X-Files. That's. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I, I guess I was kind of expecting this episode, by the end of it, the X-Files will have reopened, which. Not to jump ahead, but that didn't happen. So now I'm like, mm. well, how long are we not going to actually be on the X-Files? On the X-Files. Yeah. Oh, I mean, seasons and seasons. It takes until the finale of the show, actually. What? The X-Files <laughs> is closed the whole time? The X-Files is closed. That's the biggest X-File. Um You'll see. It's not that long. But yeah, uh, you would think that this episode would have resolved that, being that this is the X-Files. But it didn't, this episode didn't resolve really anything. Um, At least that's how I felt about it. it. I liked it. I liked this episode, but I just was like, we didn't, nothing, we didn't do anything. Nothing changed by the end of it. Well, it was really all about Mulder because when we find him at the beginning of this episode, he has lost his belief or is doubting his belief. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a a crisis of faith for him. It is. It's It's a big personal crisis for him. He completely, it's it's like he doesn't trust himself anymore. Like, you know, at the end of the last episode, Deep Throat said, trust no one, and Mulder was like, not even myself. And took it very literally. Yep. Yep. But since you brought that up, he does at some point in this in this episode say to Scully, before I could only trust myself, now I can only trust you. So he can't even trust uh, himself, but he can trust Scully. He can trust Scully. And that's, you know, that's really what this is all about. Uh, it's kind of sad, though, for him. And I, and I hope he, <laughs> he gains his, his self-trust. But it's fine. I mean, I get it. I would trust Scully with my life more than myself. But Yeah, Mulder's really going through a hard time in this episode. He is. The um, the episode starts with just his voiceover talking about the Voyager spacecraft. 
space footage and he's doing a narration and I felt kind of like I was uh in in a planetarium a bit Mm -hmm. oh wow a planetarium show narrated by David Duchovny as Mulder yeah that would be I mean a dream a dream they got to make that happen. I don't know. Who who do I reach out to? I guess every planetarium? Yeah. And find a list of every planetarium. And then, I mean, what would probably be best would be, like, one by you or one by me so that we don't have to travel very far in order to get to the show. But I'd be willing to take a plane if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's on my to-do list for this week. Oh, oh, good. Very good. Very proactive. I loved it. I love to hear it. Um, yeah, it is like a planetarium. It's a lot of footage of space. They're talking about the golden record that is on the Voyager. And I had the thought that next time we send something into space, who do you think we should contact to get one of our episodes on the next golden record? Oh, wow. Oh yeah. That needs to happen. Um, I mean, I guess we have to contact NASA. We just got to go straight Mm -hmm. to the source and say, Hey, I know you're already listening to this. Um, I'm sure you're, you're avid fans, but you need to put it into space. And I'm sure they'll respond with, Leah, Alana, thank you so much. Of course, we already have you guys in the lineup. Um, I mean, at each episode, we make a plea to the aliens to listen and to come get us. And if that's not something that is made for a golden record being shot into outer space, I don't know what is. Yeah, Agreed. I think we send our fan fiction episode. Mm. Uh, we'll really get the aliens' attention. That's really some of Earth's best work, I think. I think mm-hmm. as humans, the invention of fan fiction is maybe the peak of our species. We watch stories about characters, and then we think we could write sexy ones about these mm-hmm. same characters. Genius. What's greater than that? <laughs> Man, the aliens would listen to that shit and have no clue what half of the terms mean. Because some of it, I'm not even sure what people are trying to say. Mm, you're, you're right. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, bodies. And we don't know if aliens have similar bodies to us or not. We don't. They're going to... It's... You know what? It is informative. And so... That is why it should be on the golden record. So I rest Listen my up, case. NASA. Listen up, NASA. Yeah, so they talk about the golden record, and, and that's the start of the episode. And, I mean, it got me pretty excited. Uh, anytime people talk about the Voyager and the fact that we sent some stuff into space for aliens to intercept, I think it's, like, pretty cool. You know, then we enter the world of the show again, and things are very different. 
Scully is, you know, working at the Academy, maybe? Mm -hmm. uh, the FBI Academy, yeah. Teaching? Teach yeah, teaching how to do uh, autopsies, I guess. That's what she's doing. And someone calls her spooky, which I thought was a nice touch. Very uh, props to the writers for that one. Yeah, I liked that, but it made me laugh because she says something. I, I don't remember exactly what she says. She's just kind of having like an existential crisis. And she says like, it, she's in front of a body that she's teaching people how to autopsy. And she says, all this guy's dreams and hopes and fears lived inside his brain, which I'm now going to cut into. Uh, which when I say it now, maybe is kind of spooky. But at the time, I was like, I don't really know if she's being spooky. Is everything spooky to these people? Yeah, it was, it felt like the wrong word, really, because they were like, you sounded spooky, because she sounded all like, I don't know, she just sounded Maybe it was spooky, I guess. I don't know. She, she seemed not freaked out, but, like, she just realized and is like, oh, my God, this is what we're doing, and and it's spooky. And I guess that that girl was right. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess so. It really was, like... Scully was like, oh, this person was alive once, and now they're not alive. <laughs> and now I'll cut their brain open. <laughs> it is, sounds like a horrifying job to me, personally. I don't think I'd like it. Yeah, uh, no, definitely not. But Mulder is still at the FBI, but he's now just like... Uh, wiretapping people, I guess, listening to, to uh, tapes yeah. of people who have been wiretapped, eating a disgusting pile of sunflower seeds that <laughs> just was shocking. <laughs> just, just appalling is what it was. Uh, yeah, he's on surveillance or something. That's where his new assignment is, and so clearly he hates his life and probably does nothing but Wish he was doing the X-Files and eating sunflower seeds. And, um, yeah, he's so out of it that he's walks through the hall. Scully walks past him and says hi. He doesn't even notice her, acknowledge her, nothing. It's, I mean, heart-wrenching is what it is. That was insane. And I, I, I guess later she says, like, you were so zoned out, you didn't even see me. But when I first saw it, I thought he was just straight up ignoring her. Because when yeah. she talks to him right after, um, he's also kind of, like, angry. And not specifically angry at her, just, like, clearly having a rough time and angry at everything. So I thought yeah. he was ignoring her, and that was crazy. I'm glad that he wasn't. But he is definitely angry at the world. Uh, he gets back to his desk and right after that moment, and, you know, his picture frame is face down which is so clearly and obviously a secret message and there's a sticky note and that's how him and Skelly communicate now because they are sure that people are watching their every move um and so they go and meet in a sketchy parking garage and 
it is just a classic trope. And one day, Alana, I'd really love to secretly meet to talk to you in a parking garage. Absolutely. We'll definitely do that. Um, I guess I will break into your home. I will turn down one of your picture frames and you'll know where to find me. The nearest parking lot. (laughs) Perfect. That's great. I see no flaws in this plan. It's going to be good. Except maybe (laughs) change like one or two things because now everybody knows how we're going to meet and I don't want, you know, people showing up. Okay, it won't be the nearest parking lot. It'll be... Tell, tell me later. Tell me later. Tell me later. Don't 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 say it now. <laughs> okay, okay, it's a secret. Um, I do want to say before we get too far away from it that I had a thought while I was watching Mulder and his new job that I would enjoy if he was tapping my phone. Would you really? You know, just Mulder listening to all my conversations. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It would bring you a level of intimacy that you know you didn't have previously I suppose a very intimate relationship really it's just I guess you're not aware that you're having it I have always thought that was a good plot for a romantic comedy and now I think it even more if it was me and Mulder but for an agent who is surveying somebody um like listening to them on the phone and stuff or watching them on their computer secretly to fall in love with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a great plot. I mean, I can picture the whole thing. We already know what the conflict is. It's that he's going to have to tell her. (laughs) Boy, is she going to be upset when she finds that out after she's already started falling in love. Mm -hmm. It's going to be pretty wacky and zany and I think it would be fun. Right, so in this in this garage scene, though, is when we kind of hear from Mulder that he feels like he's not sure what he believes and who he can trust and if he can trust himself or if he's just been crazy this whole time. And he tells this story about this guy who, you know, had little elves come to him and tell him he needed to build this telescope. And so he built it and, you know, there were no little elves and Mulder's like, for me, it's little green men, and uh, I think I really enjoy that uh, line. But every time I'm like, "But Mulder, you didn't really see them coming to you like all the time." That would be very different if you were like, "No, Scully, aliens were at my house this morning." <laughs> well, I mean, he did see them once when his sister was abducted. They were oh, at yes. his house. At he did point. see them at his house. Um, but, like, once in, I don't know, how old is he, 30? I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would clearly like it to be more. He would like to be seeing them every day, I think. Yeah. But it is this kind of crisis that he's having is surprising because the last time we saw him the end of season one he said I'm not gonna stop because the truth is out there and now the next time we're seeing him eh, he's actually kind of stopping he is until he isn't but he is I mean I wonder I guess we don't know how much time has passed maybe he's been doing some work and now he just feels insane 
doing it on his own versus through channels that probably grant him a lot more access. Um, and I think he also just like fucking hates his job now. Like he's just doing some boring ass surveillance FBI shit. And he just wants to be doing anything else. And that creates a pretty miserable existence that would probably make you question your entire being. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it, I, yeah, he's just had so many times where he has proven that aliens exist. But, like, what he's hung up on now is that he doesn't have any any proof anymore. He doesn't, he never got proof out of all the things that he's done. Um, yeah. Which he tells Scully, I learned that from you, which is kind of cute. Yeah, it is sweet. But it's also like, shouldn't you have known that that you would need hard proof? <laughs> Didn't your existence of everyone telling that you that you're crazy not maybe hint to you that some proof might be necessary to get people on your side? But no, it's fine. It's it was Scully, and and we love her for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's it's just kind of crazy for everything that happened in in the season one finale. I mean, they had a they had an alien baby fetus. Yeah, they did. They had it, and now Mulder is questioning everything. But they had that baby fetus. Well, maybe it was just in his mind. He actually, I guess, he never actually saw it. He didn't. Yeah. Only Scully saw the little baby, yeah. I think. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So he didn't have it in his hands. So Yeah. All he saw was all those people in those tanks in that warehouse. So Yeah. Uh, the scene following this, though, is the first time, I think the first time, we're seeing Samantha's abduction scene sequence. Okay, whatever this you want to call it. Yeah, this scene was insane. Uh, there was just so much going on. They cast, a, uh, so they cast a child as Fox Mulder as a child, obviously. Um, yeah, and I, <laughs> it just made me laugh a lot. I mean, this this kid was also very tall when he stands up and is so much taller than his sister. Uh, that was really funny. <laughs> sure, yeah. He is a lot taller than her, but I guess I think he's 12 and she's 8. So there's probably a decent height gap there, especially if he's, you know, hit his growth spurt, I guess. Sure. I guess I just thought that they were trying with this trial to cast somebody that looked like a young David Duchovny. Yeah. Well, they were. Yeah. <laughs> And his height is a part of that, so... Yeah, they were like, 12-year-old must be tall for age. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I... The the main thing that you want to talk about in this scene is <laughs> is the height of young Fox. Okay. Um, any other notes on his appearance, or... Um... He's wearing a basketball jersey. That's that's surprising. I didn't know that Mulder liked basketball. I thought it was baseball. 
Yeah, right? He played baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're learning a lot about him through this young uh, child version of him. Yeah. Um, but about what actually happens in the scene. <laughs> we're like, and then in the next scene. <laughs> um. So we see what happens when his sister is abducted. But I thought what we're shown, which again is insane, um, was different than what Mulder said in season one. I thought Mulder said when he talked about it in season one that him and his sister were sleeping and he was like frozen and he couldn't move and he could feel the presence in the room. Um, but he he didn't see anything. I thought that's what happened. Hmm. Um, I guess I don't remember his description in season one, but I think that's mostly because this scene, it's not, I guess, something you see constantly, but it, like, this portrayal of it is more commonly referenced throughout the rest of the series. Um, maybe not exactly, but pretty similarly, and so... Either I just don't remember season one because this memory is more prominent or they maybe he was describing something different or like his experiences after, or maybe they were just like, no, that sounds fucking boring. We can't do a flashback of that. Let's just, you know what? Bring in the lights, bring in the lights, bring in the aliens. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So they have the floats out a window now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he just straight up, straight up floats out a window while Child Mulder is yelling in slow motion uh, her name, which was also something that made me laugh. Yeah. The note I wrote on this scene was just, I mean, this is definitely just 100% an abduction. This is not a normal kidnapping. Like, <laughs> this, there's just, I understand why he's like, no, you guys, like, literally, she was abducted by aliens. Because, like, she floated out the window a bunch of shit came he saw the alien like standing in the doorway that's an abduction i don't know i don't know what else would like classify an experience as an abduction if this isn't it yeah yeah and i know we've talked about this before but just imagine his mom coming home and being like hey where's samantha and then you have very tall child Mulder just saying, well, she floated out the window, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you tell your parents what you saw? I mean, I'd be, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he has to do the regression hypnosis therapy, because maybe he was so in shock that he couldn't even talk about it yeah yeah probably i'm sure that he must have gone to a lot of therapy as a child i know he does the regression therapy later mm -hmm. in life but i'm sure as a child he had to be in therapy oh yeah i mean i think even if your sister is just like regular kidnapped you should be in therapy yeah yeah <laughs> I think that would also call for, but especially if it's like, if this was your experience, I mean, whoo. 
Also, the aliens, not not to nitpick here, but the alien that he sees is not a little green man. No. Not little, not green. It's tall, kind of white, gray, maybe. We don't really get, like, a super clear image of it, I guess. But it's definitely not a little green man. Uh, but it was a senator, right? This is a senator who he goes to meet with following. And um, he's the one that tips him off to the uh, possible contact by an aliens at the satellite in Puerto Rico. Yeah, so this senator, I guess, uh, was a supporter of the X-Files. Mulder, like, says that he supported him a lot. And I I was confused at first because I didn't know if I was supposed to know who this senator was or if we've met him before. Was he, was this just a totally new character? Just a totally new character. Uh, Yeah, just, like, just this random guy that we're like, yeah, okay, I guess he's on our side. Um, clearly Mulder's met him before, but we as an audience have not. Yeah. Seems fun if you're a senator and you're somehow just, like, having, uh, a sway on what FBI departments there are. You can get people to look into aliens for you. Uh, that seems pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he literally told Mulder this information knowing full well that Mulder would do it and then was like but also the military's coming and is allowed to kill you <laughs> yeah. and it's just like what the fuck and like as you know knows that the X-Files is not up and running and that Mulder would just be doing this like on his own and it's like I don't know I don't really know what your motives are but I guess. Thanks for the info. Yeah, I think this guy is just super into aliens, and he wants to know if they're contacting us. And he gets that, like, Mulder would want to know whether or not something happens to him or not. He wants to go, and he wants to know, and he needs to see it. Yeah. So basically, he tells Mulder to go to Puerto Rico to go to the satellite to look for contact from aliens. And so he does. And then everyone at the FBI is like, where the fuck is Mulder, Scully? <laughs> yeah. And Scully doesn't know, because of course Mulder didn't tell her. I mean, these people should really know that Mulder doesn't tell her any of his plans, especially when they're bad plans. Oh, yeah. Because she would have stopped him from going to Puerto Rico. But instead, now she has to fucking find him and go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I believe the smoking man and I don't remember who else are listening to Scully say that she doesn't know where Mulder is and they believe her because she's clearly concerned about him. Uh, They're like, yeah, she obviously doesn't know where he is because she's scared. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then the moment that I've been waiting to hear your reaction is the scene of Mulder in Puerto Rico riding in the back of a truck. Is that right? Or did I add that little detail? 
I think that's what he was doing. Yeah. He and he, I don't know if this is what you're you're waiting for, but he's wearing mm. denim on denim, which denim is on denim. What I have been waiting for. This is it. This is I, this is the we, moment. It is. I got my wish. We talked about it and um, we manifested it. You know, like I know that this was filmed many years ago, but I believe that we are personally responsible for this happening. I, I, I am in agreement. Uh, I will take full responsibility. Uh, yeah, he's in denim on denim with like a sweaty ass t-shirt underneath, and it's like, oh, okay, Mulder. He looks great. You I would have Puerto Rico more often. Yeah, he looks great. I would have loved if that uh, denim shirt was buttoned up at some point, but mm-hmm. I got what I wanted, and it's pretty perfect. Yeah. I still question why he was wearing so much denim in such a hot location, but I think it was really just to appease you and I, and his comfort did not matter. Yeah, no, it it doesn't make logical sense for him to be wearing that while he's hiking through the forests and mountains in Puerto Rico to get to this uh, observatory. He has to hike a long way, it seems. And I'm sure that denim was not very forgiving, but it's fine. I don't care. No, it was beautiful. Scully goes to Mulder's apartment to try to find him. And she listens to his voicemail. And there is a voice message that says, and it's a woman speaking, saying, Mulder, you you hounded me to have lunch today. And then you don't show. You're a pig. And I just have a lot of questions about who this woman is. Is And Mulder's going on dates? Because he never went on dates before, but he hounded this woman to go to lunch? He's really off the rails. He's really off the rails. And I mean, she used a, a, quite a sexy voice so that the audience would know that this was a date. But it's, yeah, I, I don't really have any answers. I have the same questions as you, like, who the fuck is she? Why is she here? Where did he meet her? And can she go away now? <laughs> I was hoping that she was the uh, the handwriting technician from season one that I loved, um, who was super into Mulder and was flirting with him a lot. I think she could be. I think it is truly up to your imagination who this woman is, so... Yeah. And I mean, I guess Mulder is just feeling so uh, out of it that he has this boring job. He's not looking into aliens with his time off. So he must have a lot of free time. So he's like, well, I guess I'm just going to go on dates. Yeah. Lunch dates, even. I mean, he could be lunch dating and dinner dating. Yeah. And it's a new side to Mulder because... Previously, we've said that he he doesn't really date that much. He gets too hung up on people. But it seems like he's kind of being a player a little bit. I mean, maybe he was trying to be. And then, obviously, the aliens came a-knocking. And down to Puerto Rico, he went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure this won't continue. Or at least yeah. I assume this won't continue I bet once he gets back into the aliens. Scully probably deleted that message. She's like, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do love when she breaks in his computer by guessing his password, which is way too fucking easy. Trust no one should not be your password molder. No, that's it's an insane password. I also wish that I had known that was his password whenever I was creating all of our social accounts because I definitely mm. want to use that. Um, yeah. But people trying to break in, it's not our password, unfortunately, because I didn't know. Uh, stop trying to hack us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I what does Scully try first she tries oh she just tries the word spooky and then she tries the word Samantha and then I thought she was gonna try her name and it was gonna mm. work but no she tries trust no one yeah and she's right she gets in she prints out the thingy with all the numbers and the stuff on it then uh, <laughs> great description Thank you very much. Well, that's what it is. I mean, I guess I could refer to it as what they refer to it later. She takes it to a specialist and he's like, this looks like the wow signal. And it is, but it's better. And it means that it's from an alien. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then some FBI people come in. They say they're watching Mulder's apartment. Um, They want to know why she's there. And she lies and says she's there to feed his fish, which of course he did not actually ask her to feed his fish. So his fish would have just died if it wasn't for her. Yeah. It, yeah, pretty much. I mean, thank goodness that she came. Maybe he was like, I know Scully will hear that I'm gone and she will go and she will feed my fish. I she bet is responsible. Yeah. I bet his fish die all the time and he's just constantly replacing them. Oh yeah. I mean, they must. They must. No, no way he takes care of them well. I think the only time they're mentioned is when Scully's there to feed them. <laughs> and I think that's true even in the future. <laughs> so while Mulder's in this uh shack basically that's there to wait for alien contact basically it's like a signal that's a radio signal thing that's supposed to be picking up millions of signals it's a lot of signals and then he discovers that there's a man in there as well and like when he got there that place was chained shut Uh, Jorge is there. He doesn't speak English. Um, He tries to explain to Mulder what's happening, and Mulder lets him talk for a long time, trying to guess random words before he goes, no comprende. And, uh, you know, poor Jorge is petrified just terrified for his life clearly some bad shit has happened in there who knows how long he's been there uh it's i can imagine very traumatizing yeah he's specifically he's hiding in the bathroom and i think when Mulder finds him Mulder has been there for a while because it's dark outside and uh, like, how long was Jorge hiding in the bathroom? Like, it must have been so long. It had to have been an incredibly long time. And 
I would think at some point he had to know someone else was there because Mulder, as soon as he got there, was like dictating into his little recorder. And he does that throughout the rest of the show, which I think is very sweet. Yeah. But and he's, he's talking to Scully on it. He is. Like, he's just talking, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, Scully, and like tells her you know, more info. And I'm like, he's been recording this whole thing just for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. But Jorge, you know, we never really find out what Jorge's deal is. Who is he? Why is he there? We don't know. Uh, but he's pretty scared. And Mulder, obviously, as we, as you've said, can't understand him. <laughs> he was talking for so long that I was like, should I have subtitles here? Like, what? what is yeah. happening? I think that I really should have typed it into, like, Google Translate or something, because I don't speak Spanish either. And there were some words that I also understood, but they were about the same as Mulder. And then Jorge draws a picture on the wall to explain to Mulder what he's so terrified about. And he draws a picture of an alien. And, you know, it's not quite at Jersey Devil picture level, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's close. It is close. Um, It is close. And I will say, it's not inaccurate, but really, the picture of the Jersey Devil, I don't really think was inaccurate either. It was just kind of like a man. Yeah. And Jorge's picture is just, he just draws a head and then two eyes on it. Yeah, the alien. Just like, it looks like your run-of-the-mill alien head. Um, Very simple, but we get the point. And Mulder's like, Mm -hmm. alien. (laughs) I really do just love Jorge's whole vibe, though. He's just hiding in the bathroom for hours. He comes out and then he just starts pushing random buttons. He yeah. runs off into a terrible storm because he does not want it playing. <laughs> well, he knows that when that sound happens, that some bad shit is going. Like, clearly he's been here long enough that the aliens have visited him before. He knows what they look like. They didn't want him, I guess, but He's seen them, and I would assume that when the music starts playing, it means the aliens are arriving, and he's like, fuck this, I'm not doing this shit again. Maybe they did take him, and they abducted him, and they experimented on him, and they put him back, and he was like, absolutely fucking not, I'm not living through this anymore. Uh, And then, well, he dies. He dies, and it's unclear how he dies, but it seems like he dies from being afraid uh, because he's scared to he's, death. Is yeah, what he looks he's like. petrified. His arms are up in front of him. Um, yeah, he's very scared. And somehow Mulder brings his body back into the shed. He goes out chasing after him, finds him, carries him back. And starts to do a, I guess, just visual examination of the body. Uh, As he says, just in case time deteriorates, any evidence that may be there. And 
Um, he's describing him. And one of the interesting things that I think he says is, uh, like, undetermined age. And I was like, couldn't you take a guess? Like, he's clearly not a child or a teenager, and he's not old. Like, couldn't you just say, like, 30s, 40s, like, <laughs> undetermined age? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. Jorge could be any age. He's like, I don't want to offend him, so I'm not going to guess. Yeah. No. I wish Jorge had been around more because there was a fun dynamic with him and Mulder. Uh, just because it's so silly. Like, Mulder can't understand him, and he's just kind of there walking around and screaming most of the time. Yeah, he's just very chaotic, and Mulder is like, I'm here to find those aliens. Like, I hope they come back. And Jorge's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. I also don't know why, I mean, at some point, like, there's a storm, and Mulder tells him not to run away because there's a bad storm, but I don't know why Jorge didn't leave. Like, obviously he's very afraid, but why Why are you staying there, Jorge? Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe he can't find his way. I, I don't know why he didn't try to leave previously, and I truly would love to know how long he's been there, because it's highly concerning. Yeah. They're in a relatively remote area. Yeah, and there doesn't seem to be any food in this facility. This facility was supposed to be shut down for, like, many years. So what's he been living off of? Hey, alien, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Jorge, get it together. I mean, Mulder didn't bring any food either. I mean, I'm sure he has... Plenty of sunflower seeds to sustain himself, but yeah, he we see him drinking water but not eating anything. Foolish, I guess he knows that he had about 24 hours before the military came um, to kill him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yet somehow in that time, Scully makes her way there. She does make it there. Um, and she's being followed by some agents. She tricks them again. Not the first time she's done it. Uh, she's very good at it. Yeah. It's surprisingly easy, uh, it seems, to trick other people when they're following her. She was just like, I'll just say a different flight number and they'll think I'm going on that one. And then I'll wait till they go and I'll get on the one I came to go on. <laughs> Well, I guess we have to talk about the big thing that happens in this episode, which is that the aliens do come back um, and show up to Mulder. Mulder sees them. Mulder sees the aliens again. And they are aliens that look like the ones that presumably took his sister. Uh, Well, so these aliens come back, like there's like a white, the door opens, there's a white light and Mulder can't see anything at first and he tries to shoot them, which I thought was surprising that Mulder's trying to shoot the aliens. He was scared. I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't work. Um, his gun just doesn't work. Yeah. And then we see one of the aliens, but I think we can only see its legs. At least that's the only thing that I could see and maybe a, a controversial opinion here, but were they kind of sexy legs? Cause I thought they were. 
Wow. Um, sure. I don't know that that's something I um, really made note of, but they were very long. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's typically an attribute um, for sexy legs. Um, yeah. But I don't, I didn't write that they were sexy, but I don't think it's controversial. I think it's, I think it's on brand. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I just thought the way they were standing, Mm. I, I thought that they wanted us to think they were sexy legs. Maybe they did. Maybe that's exactly what they wanted and you picked (laughs) up on it. Good for you. Mulder doesn't mention that, which I find surprising, but, uh... I wish, I, I wish he would. Just in the middle of it happening, he's, like, grabs his tape recorder, and he's like, the legs are extremely sexy. <laughs> and then just, like, he's like, Scully, you would not believe how sexy these aliens' legs are. I think he thought that. I really do. And he was probably just freaking out that he forgot to say it, but he was just so distracted by the sexy legs. Yeah. I guess it's right before this, this moment that he admits, I assume into the tape recorder, that, you know, his life up until this point has been about seeing his sister and the aliens again. And I think that that's a big a big moment, which, like, we knew. I think, you know, we get that, but, like, he's, like, it's literally everything I do is about this thing, and, like, finding my sister, and proving that it was these aliens, and you know, good for him. Yeah, yeah, I I guess it is a really big moment, Um, but not only does he see an alien, but he sees an alien that looks just like the alien that abducted his sister. Yeah. He saw half of what he was hoping to see again, but no Samantha. No Samantha. I thought, I thought it was pretty spooky when he was saying something in the tape recorder and said something about trust no one. And then the like machines inside of that place were like, trust no one. I really, I was like, Oh shit. That was spooky. Yeah. Because he, he starts, so he hears something on like the system and he's listening to it. And then he starts playing his tape recorder. And I wasn't sure if what he was hearing, cause I couldn't really understand it. If he thought that was like himself, that they had like intercepted the message that he taped and were playing it back mm. to him. I see. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Well, it does say trust no one for whatever reason. It does. Uh, They just are also big believers in this mantra. Well, they were telling, they were telling him their uh, computer password. Right. They're like, same. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same as yours. It'll be easy for you to remember. Yeah. Type that in. Oh, man. Scully's here now. Scully arrives soon after 
this. She, He's, like, passed out on the ground or some shit like that. She's like, I really thought you were dead, and thank God he's not. And he is like, they were here, Scully, they were here. I saw them. And then you kind of start to hear some sound again, and it's like, oh, shit, is it happening again? And Scully's like, is that them? And, like, she says it in a way where you're like, oh, shit, this bitch really believes him. Like, she does. She, at first, you could tell she was like, okay, and then she was like, oh, something is happening. He was right. The aliens are definitely here. Is that them? Mulder, I need to know if that is them. <laughs> and for her sake, I wish it was, just so that she could have seen the aliens too. But I guess it's enough knowing that she believes him. Yeah, and I mean, she's seen that alien baby fetus, so. She uh, she put it in her purse. Put it in her purse. <laughs> yeah, she, she's... She's held a baby alien. So yeah. she knows. She knows. She knows. She, she's been in closer proximity than Mulder uh, in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Mulder's really not surprised at all that Scully shows up in Puerto Rico. He doesn't ask any questions. He doesn't take a minute to be like, oh, my God, Scully, you're here. Um, he just immediately accepts it. He just knows that if he goes and does some batshit thing, that she is going to come. She's going to find him. She's going to come. Because if not, he'd probably die. Yeah, he definitely would uh, have died. But also, he's, like, kind of running through everything that happened. And obviously, he's been through a lot. But Jorge's body has fallen off of the table it was on. And it's kind of, like, hidden by the table. And he just kind of, like moves the table and shows her the body, like, and we got to take this back. Like, <laughs> just shows her the body like it's nothing. Yeah, it's just this fully dead man, like, just in there. Like, oh, no, no. also I got this. Uh, do you think I can check it or bring it as a carry-on? No context for who Jorge is or how he died. Just, yeah, what happened? His body. We gotta take it with us. <laughs> oh, and then the military is there. Boo. Or whoever the fuck they are. Boo. Always boo. And, you know, they get in a truck and get the fuck out of there. Down a very steep hill. Yeah, they do some pretty crazy driving. And also, I believe that that truck, I, Scully must have driven that truck there. She had when to they, have. When they get in it, Mulder just immediately drives, um, which I thought was interesting. Because how does he even have the keys? Mm. I mean, Well, gender you know, rules, so. Sure, yeah. <laughs> if, women can drive, but only if they're alone in the car or if they're with other women. If a woman is with a man, the man has to drive. That's actually just the rule, so. That's, yeah, that's the law. And thank God the Exiles follows it. Mm-hmm. Mulder does some pretty crazy driving, though. They're, they're legit just, like, driving down a hill that is yeah. not a road. Not even close to being a road. I am, you know, so pleased that they didn't just fully flip over immediately because it really seemed like a recipe for disaster. So they get away. 
And then there's a scene with Mulder in the FBI with the smoking man and another man whose name I don't know. And I was kind of, okay. I was kind of confused about this scene. Um, They're mad at Mulder because Mulder was technically on a case, I assume. Uh, for his new surveillance position, and he just leaves, which I think he'd be in trouble for leaving no matter what he was doing, but he just kind of left his post. And then the other part of it, I think, is that Mulder's mad that... Well, okay, so they want to punish him or whatever. Yeah. They're just giving him busy work because uh, he says right. he could have arrested the people um, he was doing surveillance on like immediately, but they made him keep doing it. Right. But the part that I don't understand is that the smoking man uh, that like comes up to Mulder, says some mean stuff to Mulder, and then I think maybe Mulder references that his... Um, phone has been his own phone has been wiretapped like that the smoking mm-hmm. man did it and then skinner gets mad at the smoking man and tells him to leave and doesn't fire Mulder, which is the part that confused me i think it's just that skinner has a soft spot for Mulder, and i thought that he also hated him well I don't know. I don't know. Because I think if he did, he would have fired him. But maybe he's like, okay, you can stay. You're going to keep doing the same bullshit you've been doing. Um, But Skinner doesn't hate Mulder. And I think Mulder's a nuisance to everybody that he works with. So I'm sure he's very annoying, but I think Skinner also probably has to, like, keep his head about things, whereas the smoking man is just kind of like, we don't really know who he is or what he does or who he answers to, and so he just kind of does as he pleases, and Skinner is, like, the assistant director of the FBI and has a boss and has to, you know, be reasonable about things. Mm, Okay. I guess I was also surprised that, that Skinner would yell at the smoking man because he, like, yells at him to get out. Um, yeah, and, it is an interesting moment. Yeah, because it seems like, can he yell at the smoking man? I mean, he did, but, like, is he going to get in trouble for that? Maybe, maybe not. Oh, I mean, we just really don't know anything about the smoking man at this point. Like, presumably... Well, I do know. I do know that he likes uh, Marlboro cigarettes. Mm, there you Loves go. Loves them. Gets very upset when uh, he's out of cigarettes. Never stops smoking. Just really chain smokes a lot. Constantly. And is probably going to get cancer at some point, I would have to assume. That is, that is how smoking works. So I know a lot of stuff about him. Um, uh, what I don't know is who he is and what he's doing and why he's doing it and who's helping him. Well, there you go. You might never know. I mean, you might. 
you'll know more, but you might never really know. Yeah, okay. When Scully and Mulder did escape from the place, they did manage to take some of the tapes, which Mulder wanted because they would have some semblance of evidence of the encounter, and yet he plays them back with Scully, and there is just nothing on them. No, there's not. They are empty, and Scully's, like, trying to help. She's like, well, maybe, you know, when the power surged during the event, it, it, something happened and it wiped them clean. And I'm like, she's just, she's being very kind to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. It's like that episode of our show that we lost that just wasn't there. Um, and maybe the aliens took it, too. I hope so. It was pretty good, so I hope they freaking liked it. <laughs> yeah. um, Mulder goes back to listening to his wiretap tapes, and when he puts it on, I think there's some guys talking about lap dances, mm -hmm. um, and when, when he's listening to these guys talking about lap dances, Scully holds his hand. Which is very sweet. She's like, I'm so sorry you have to hear this. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, you know, I might not have the evidence, but, you know, I still have my work and I still have you. And it's like, oh, you it's do. True. It's true. He I'm does Scully, have her. And that's all you need, Mulder. Yep. You know, something we didn't talk about, which I, I don't think. I don't think there's a lot to say about it, but um, we were talking about um, Deep Throat, and mm. when they're in the parking lot, um, mm. the parking mm -hmm. lot is the parking lot for the Watergate Hotel, and then whenever uh, it flashes back to the abduction scene when Mulder's a child, um, the Watergate scandal is on the TV, which I thought was interesting. Um, they're really just like, they, they only just called him Deep Throat in the last episode, but this season they're like, we're really going to make it clear why we called him Deep Throat. Yeah, they're like, we just want to make sure you guys got the reference. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Scully also tells Mulder that he looks like him when they're in the parking garage, which I think is just like, because it's like a man wearing a trench coat. And it's, like, just kind of his shadow. But it was just kind of a strange... But it, it, I felt like it added to, well, your first theory that there's, like, a father-son kind of dynamic between them. And Scully's like, you know, you look like him, which, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of people would say if that was his dad. But uh, he didn't look like him. I assume it was just the shadowy figure and a trench coat, which was a common look for really all of them. I don't know. Everybody just walked around in trench coats in the nineties, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an odd thing for Scully to say. He definitely doesn't look anything like deep throat, but I, I think you're right. I think she was trying to be like, uh, you look like him, like in a sweet way. <laughs> um, like remember him. Um, but Mulder is also just immediately like, well, I'm not him, Scully. He's dead. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't freaking bring it up again. He's very angsty in this episode. Yeah. I mean, I guess he is probably also in mourning. He did have some connection with this man. He was also the one who, you know, helped him get the proof that he was able to get. And he was quickly murdered. And I think it was partially, you know, it's a big loss, but it's also maybe a bit of a reality check for Mulder in... Uh, how dangerous what he is trying to do can be and how badly people do not want him to know or anyone to know rather. Yeah. Yeah. He, he mentioned something about attending uh, deep throats funeral from like very <laughs> far away and watching it with binoculars. <laughs> he does, which is just, I mean, I guess I get he wasn't invited or didn't, couldn't go. I don't know, but it was just a very weird and also I think a fun thing to picture. This moment yeah. just super far away in like the edges of the graveyard with his powerful binoculars watching the funeral, presumably crying. I mean <laughs> Yeah, he probably was. Um you know, he's gotta do what he's gotta do to be able to mourn and I support it, but it is very silly. It is. I hope that Scully was in like a different part of the cemetery doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we have discussed pretty much every aspect of season two, episode one. We did it. Little green men. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations for making it here. Congratulations to me. Um, I feel really good about, I feel really good about this. About this episode, this season? Yeah. No, I think about like the podcast. I think I'm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I feel pretty secure. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're doing it. We're definitely doing season two. It's happening. It's really happening. Uh, I think season two's got a lot of treats in store for us. Um, Ooh, you know I love treats. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll stick with calling them treats. Yeah, that's fine. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Oh, they, they better be treats. If you're promising me treats. And they're going to be treats. <laughs> Maybe we'll have some treats for our listeners. I don't know. Who's to say what's going to happen? Who's to say? We well, are what we're gonna say. Um, yeah, it's, but later, it's us. <laughs> it's us. Um, but next week we're talking about episode two, which is called "The Host." Um, in our little Hulu description here is Mulder pursues a humanoid parasitic organism that uses sewage systems as its home. Wow, mm. that sounds gross, and also kind of sounds like our friend Tombs. It does. It is reminiscent of tombs. I'm sure it's not. He's dead, but reminds me of him. (laughs) Maybe a distant relative. (laughs) I imagine I'm going to have to see a lot of Mulder in the sewers next week. Which could be fun. Yeah. Maybe you'll think it's sexy. 
I probably will. Knowing knowing me, I probably will. We'll have to make a list of Mulder's sexiest moments. I think that's something we should do uh, this season. Oh, we should do that. I wonder if we should do it every season. So, like, we make a list of mm. season one sexiest moments and season two I think, sexiest moments. Yeah, absolutely. And then when we're done, we'll make it, like, we'll, we'll narrow it down to, like, a top mm-hmm. ten. Definitely. Not ten. That's basically, like, one. Well, duh, yeah, one per season. A top eleven. Mm-hmm. A top 13. We'll need the films in there. (laughs) Denim on denim is going to be in there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think definitely. Well, aliens, if you're listening to this, um, assuming that NASA has shot this into space, please come get us, because we're scared. (laughs) 